And I have taught you the way of wisdom. I have led you in my path. I have taught you. Are you teaching your child the way of wisdom today? I have taught you the way of wisdom. I have led you the right path. Are you teaching your child today? Are you leading them the right paths? You need to let children know that everything in life may be good, but not all things are expedient. You need to let them learn about complacency, uh, sorry, about contentment, rather, not complacency, contentment at this stage of their lives. You need to let them be content with such things as they have. If your parents can afford iPhone, if the parent of your friend can afford iPhone, what is it now, 15 Pro Max. Is that the most expensive one? I use iPhone 12, don't worry. Hey, iPhone, what is it? 15 Pro Max. If the parents of your friend can afford iPhone 15 Pro Max, let them buy it for them. If you can afford no phone, zero max, that is what you've got. Use it, enjoy it, and let the child know that they're not missing anything. That is what you can afford. Now, I'm not saying as a parent, don't go and say, ah, God has given me deliverance today. Pastor, I will buy anything. No, that's not what I'm saying. Buy good things for your children, but don't let them live a false life from beginning. Many people are not led to live in contentment. That's why they are in serious problem today as adults. Because they have never learned being told that what you have part time is good. Use it to the best. They have been told to just keep looking and stretching themselves beyond measure. And that is a false way of life. He said, I have taught you in the way of wisdom. When I was very young, before we went to the States, I'm sorry, I'm telling you my life a lot today because I'm telling you practical things that I have been taken through and I'm, I've taken my own children through by the grace of God. In the place we lived just before we went to the United States, in, back in Kano, Nigeria, was called Mayong Road. It was one of the places built by the British in the 50s and the 60s. And after independence, Nigeria, 16, 1960, they left. So they gave houses like that to people like my father who were lecturers and some people who were commissioners. A lot of top people in the society got houses there. So, but in that, despite all that, we were, we, were, we, were well, we were okay, what you would call middle class those days, but definitely there were many wealthy people around us, politicians, big business people. So all their children had this special bike called a chopper when I was young. How many people know what a chopper is? Okay, very good. A chopper was like, it had gear shift. I mean, it was the bike for the child those days. Now... My father bought a chopper was 90 Nigerian Naira those days. 90 Naira. That time, one dollar, one Naira was 60, one dollar was 66 Nigerian Kobo. So it was not even up to one Naira those days. Yeah, yeah. I say, wow, again. Yeah. <laughs> so it was 90 Naira. 90 Naira was plenty. My father's salary that time, maybe about 400 Naira a month, maybe at the most. So he bought me a rally of 30 Naira. When I climbed my rally and we came out to play with the boys, all of them came out with their choppers. I never saw myself less. I never went back to my father and said, why am I using this kind of bike? Buy me a chopper. No, not once. Not once. One, because I didn't feel so, but then two, you are wasting your time. <laughs> with the man I had, you are wasting your time anyway. So. <laughs> but I enjoyed riding my rally bike. Because Papa bought it for me. And that's my bicycle. There are children who did not have bicycles. 
So let them know the way of wisdom from age 6 to 12. Let them know that not everything that you like to wear, you must wear. But because of the cost, maybe, or even because of the way it is, it may not be decent enough for you. Let them know. Let them know. Age 6 to 12 is very important. You must train that child. Be that one who trains the child about how to do things correctly. Like Jesus was taught how to go to the Passover on a yearly basis, and it opened it up for him at the right time. Number three stage. This is the teenage years, age 13 to 19. Mentoring, mentoring. This is where you see, by the grace of God, you are now living the life out for them to see. Much more. You are talking less. You are still talking, but you are living the life out much more. The reason you have to talk a lot with teenagers is because you have not done the training, the discipline and the training very well. So you may need to be doing some corrective work as teenagers, but it's harder at that time. Because now they are 15, they are 16, they will argue with you. They will, you will say, go and do this. They say, no. And then your head will turn like that. <laughs> your head will spin like that. Now, what does this child mean? Is he normal? Is he, am I not your father? No, all that is because you have not taken enough time. But I'm not here to castigate you. I'm only telling you that now, look at the wisdom of God to see how you can still put the training in with the wisdom of God. But mentoring is much more about just demonstrating the life for them. Bodying them along. Like I said, my father did to me when he started taking me out on outings with himself. Just mentor. Just mentor. Philippians 3.17. Philippians 3.17. Say, brethren, join in following my example and note those who so walk. And as you have us for a pattern. Philippians 3.17. May God make you and I patterns for our children. In the name of Jesus. I don't think I've ever preached a message in this church or anywhere that I've been. I doubt if I've spoken for one hour and I've never referred to my father once, if you have noticed. Because he was a pattern. He was a pattern. Not because he, even before he died, I spoke about him a lot. He was a pattern. I want to be a pattern for my children. The Bible says, join him following my example. What is there in my life that I don't want my children to see? Then why am I doing it? That's the question a parent should ask. What am I doing? What am I saying? How am I behaving that I will not want my children to do? Then, why am I doing it? Do everything like Paul said. Brethren, join in following my example, period. Not my good example or bad example. Or this. He just said my example because as far as I'm concerned, I am living out this life. He said, you have me for a pattern. And those who walk like that with me, you have us as a pattern. I like this church to be where brethren, parents, can say, son, follow what I'm saying to you. And if you are not listening, I would send you to brother this and brother that or brother that or sister this and sister that because they are for patterns as well. That is why the devil is doing everything he can to remove that pattern from our, from our lives today. We must work at it. And children, when you have parents that are giving you a good pattern, follow it. Don't listen to friends outside that are contrary to that pattern. Don't listen to people who will tell you otherwise on social media. You have us for a pattern. I told my sons, you see the way I treat your mama? Go and do and do better. Because there's no time that they don't see that this man is representing what a man should do. And I'm not blasting here, boasting here. I'm doing everything I can. Even when we have disagreements and conflicts like this, and we let them see, they see it. 
Because it is natural to make them. If you hide those things from them, it will look as if something is wrong with them when conflicts come. But when you show them that when conflicts come, conflicts are dealt with very quickly and they are not made part and parcel of marriage, they will learn how to deal with it. I learned that also from my father. You learn everything about pattern. If you don't wake up to pray, how are you hoping to see your children wake up to pray? If you come to church the way you like, you just, when they say Sunday, you just carry your toothbrush like that and your towel. You are still looking at, at, at quarter to ten. Quarter to ten. That you should already be here, by the way, for power tower. And then the children are saying, ah, hey, Dad, what is happening today? Mom, what's happening today? So don't worry, we are going, we'll go, we'll go later. What's the time now? What's the time now? You are giving a pattern. Are giving a pattern. Friends, give the right pattern. The same way you give the pattern about work. Every spiritual parent, every God-fearing parent must model the fear of God. You must model kingdom service. Let them know that it is important to serve God and be a part of the body of Christ. Let them see diligence in you. The way you do your work. Let them see you work and work well. Let them not see, I'm talking about even your secular vocational work now. Let them not see you as a lazy person. Let them see you work well. Even if you are a person that uses your brain to work and you bring in investments and things, let them see and understand what you do to make it happen so that they don't think that the money is just falling from the sky. Let them see integrity. Let them see your faith. Let them hear that what you are saying on the phone is corresponding to what you said to the person at church. Let them see when you are talking and you are still in the shower or in the, in the, in the bedroom. Let them, let them see that you are saying, ah, I'm right here in, in my room and I'm coming out shortly. Don't, don't let them hear that I am already on the road. They will be confused. They will say, ah, is this, is our, inside our house now, the road. <laughs> let them see. Let them see you apologize to that person that you are running late. Let them see. Let them see godliness in you. We need more parents that will mentor children like this. The reason we are having a lot of the breakdowns we have today is because there are many, many children who do not have this type of mentoring in their lives. Let's make sure we work hard. As it is true for spiritual offering, uh, offsprings, so it is for biological offsprings. Paul was speaking to his spiritual children, but it is the same for biological children. It's just about living out a life that shows godliness and for our children to follow. Hebrews 6, 11, 12. 11 to 12. He said, And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope to the end. Verse 12. That you do not become sluggish. Hebrews 6, 12. That you do not become sluggish, but imitate those, thank you, who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Imitate. Children should learn to imitate good things. Learn to follow good things. Learn to love and follow the patterns that is shown them. Now, the reason there is a lot of struggle in our day and age today is because they have many voices. Thank you for the scripture. They have many voices, and we should not blame the Gen, uh, the Gen Zs, especially the millennials, the Gen Zs, and the Gen Alphas coming after them. Don't blame them for behaving differently. We are going to deal with some of these matters again on Let's Talk Life Night on, uh, on, on the 27th of October. But the voices they are listening to and hearing today are a thousand times more than what you were exposed to when you were their age. Now from their phone, they can hear all kinds of things. They can see all kinds of things. People talk about marriage and define it in different ways. 
and things like that. Things that did not, just 40 years ago, were not there. You wouldn't even think of it, but they're there today. So we need to know how to mentor them in the right way. Just keep showing them the way of success. Anytime I achieve anything, uh, apart from the messages that my children, uh, that they listen to and things, and we share from time to time, uh, when they were home, when they were all home, we had, we had family altar consistently for years. But when they left home, of course, everybody does their thing now. But the truth is, from time to time, we catch up on things. But I, I also make sure that everything I'm achieving by the grace of God in the academia, in professional world, they are part of the story. They understand it. They can see it. So that they can see that my serving God has not stopped me from achieving anything. If there is anything I want to prove with my life by the grace of God, in the, in, to the glory of God, is just to show this. Because I grew up from a generation where it was like, once you, you opt to serve God, you miss out. It becomes difficult for you to do this. It becomes difficult for you to do that. And I believe that more mentors should come out in the open to help children to see that there is nothing you will lose. In fact, you stand to gain everything. Hallelujah. The last stage is friendship. This is what we all like. Everybody wants their children to be their friends. Age 20 plus. At times, we force our children to become friends at age 10, which kind of looks good, but it's not always the best. Yes, they are your friends, but they, that might be too early to let go that guard. If you have not put in the discipline, the training, the mentoring, then you need to make sure that you do that. But you see, at age 20, if you have done these things, age 20 plus, they become your friends. Proverbs 27, 17, we quote it a lot. It says, as iron sharpens iron, so does one man, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. Your children now become, you become a, an instructor to them, they become an instructor to you. You learn from one another. Thank you. As iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. It is very vital that this is what everybody wants. You want your children to come. Everybody just wants to have that child today, born today. Tomorrow, we are talking together like friends. Mm -mm. <laughs> let it go through the pattern. Every parent wants it, but you have to let the children go through the pattern. When they need to be disciplined, discipline them. When you need to be training them, train them. When you need to be mentoring, mentor. And like I said, those things continue in different ways along the line. But you see, when you've done it at those stages, at age 20, what you are doing, and plus, you walk into a realm with them whereby they are now your friends. It is a very sweet place to be. Proverbs 27, verse 9, it says, Ointment and perfume delight the heart, and the sweetness of a man's friend gives delight. The sweetness of a man's friend gives delight. I've just read Proverbs 27, verse 9. Thank you. The sweetness of a man's friend gives delight by hearty counsel. Everyone must trust God for their children to come to friendship with them. It is a stage that you learn from the children and they are learning from you because you have done the right things. By the grace of God today, my children and I, all my children, they are friends of mine. They are friends of mine. I still correct them. I still speak my mind when I think maybe they are seeing things in a different way. But we, it's no more about a rod, God forbid. It's no more about some kind of one-way talk. It's now about reasoning. What do you think? I would have done it differently. And this, then they give me their own reasoning. I say, okay, if that's what you want to do, you want to buy that, you want to do that, I mean, that's what you want to do, that's fine. But not at age 13. 
Not at age 12. You can't be telling your child, that's what you want to do, you go do at age 12. No, at that stage, you still have to tell that child, do the right thing, do the right thing, do the right thing, so that by the time they are 20, you can now say, well, if that's the way you see it, then you only pray with them, because at that time, they are also forming their reasoning. And like I said, you may not see things the way that they see things. You will learn to respect their views at that time. When we travel now and when we, we have cause to be together, I don't do the things I used to do. When we traveled as far back as 2005-06, when we first started to do our family travels outside the country, the things I used to do, everything by myself and check this and check that, I don't do them anymore. I don't do them anymore. I just sit down and say, has this been done? Has that been done? Has this? In fact, some of it they pay for and I'm happy. They will say, Dad, I'll take care of that. And I'll say, thank you very much. Are you sure? They say, yeah. And I'm happy. It's a joy, it's a delight to see that. And when, when they go on doing those things, you will sit down and remember the many years where some nights you cried, where some nights they cried. They cried, you cried because they cried. You cried because it was painful that you had to say that to them and do that to them to help them come out of it. But it is a good place to be. May God make your children your friends. In the name of Jesus. You see, in John chapter 2, when, Jesus, when Mary was saying, whatever he said to you to do, do it, Jesus was more like a friend to her at that time. As a matter of fact, Jesus virtually became like a father to her because when Jesus was going to the cross, he called the disciple and said, take care of this woman for me. So much authority at that point because this woman kept everything she saw in her heart and guided with God's wisdom this young man right up to the cross to fulfill purpose. May God give you wisdom. I say, may God give us wisdom in the name of Jesus. I close on 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11. Those of you that miss morning prayers, you miss quite a few things, I must tell you. Because these messages don't end on this day. A lot of the things go on being said in different ways, in different details during the week. I want to, and we don't record them. I want to encourage you to try to be there to listen to them. But 1 Corinthians 13, 11, let's read it together. Paul said... When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Every child must take responsibility for their development. Whilst I've said parents must do all this, Paul came and said this. When I, not when somebody else, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became, somebody say, when I became. When I became a man, I, I put away childish things. Every tactful child and tactful offspring must recognize that they have a responsibility for their own growth. And parents must teach them this. Let them know that they, they must take responsibility for their actions and their development moving forward. I can give one million pounds to any of my children to go anywhere and, and go to sleep because we have gone through stages. I don't have a problem. I've gone through a lot of things with them. They have access to my credit card, which has thousands of pounds on it. I have never slept one day. I say, maybe one will swipe 5,000 inside this money. No, not one day. And I've had that card for almost 20 years now. Let's rise to our feet.